Welcome, awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research, giving you guys a brand new update down here in Florida on the ground this Friday. Uh, hurricane has, you know, officially gone through Florida. It is up in the Carolinas now, and uh, hopefully everybody will be safe up there. And we finally got internet restored. We've had power the whole time, and backup generators and everything have always worked perfectly. But the internet usually goes out at some point in time, so we got it back in today. So we're able to give you guys an update on everything that's going on. Everybody is perfectly safe and healthy down here at Health Masters. We're fully operational. The post office is operational. Everything is essentially back to normal other than a few spots. However, some parts of Florida have not had the same blessings as you guys have probably seen from the news down in Lee County in Fort Myers, it was severe for them down there. I talked to a buddy of mine who's basically in the sheriff's department, and they've deployed an enormous amount of sheriffs from all over the state of Florida down to Lee County to help them out. And uh, we've been praying for everybody down there in the Fort Myers area. They're still about, I think, 90 95% completely out of power in that entire county. Uh, DeSantis has pretty much said, you know, Lee County and Fort Myers is officially off the grid. Um, it's it's bad down there in Fort Myers. I mean, it's it's going to need a full rebuild on Fort Myers Beach. I mean, if you've seen photos of it, the pier's pretty much gone. Most of the houses are pretty much wiped out and ripped through. Uh, one of the now the waters are starting to recede and everything's gone down. Well, pretty much one of my sheriff buddies that is down there said a couple days ago. I mean, they pretty much doing body recovery out of the street. Uh, there's there's a lot of people dead down there, which is sad. Uh, but this thing came in really hot, really heavy, ended up coming into Fort Myers. It was supposed to hit St. Pete area originally, and uh, it decided to start moving east. Whoever was running that hurricane, I guess you could say, and uh, drove it right into Fort Myers. So, again, our prayers to everybody down there. This is what happens sometimes in Florida. And, again, in, where we're on central Florida, there's still about 55% of people are out power in our county, in Polk County. I just pulled up the Florida Public Service Commerce maps. It's 55.3% percentage of customers without power in Polk County, and they're getting that restored pretty quick. We did have some pretty significant flooding uh, where we live. Uh, our sump pumps were running. No water intrusion in the main house. A few other buildings, outbuildings, did get some water in them, but nothing severe. Sump pumps worked as they should. The problem is, and what I was concerned about, a lot of these subdivisions they have built over the last 10, 15, 20 years, as they build more and more and more in this area, Nobody has bothered to actually look at the research and development on what happens when you start building all these houses and subdivisions and removing orange groves, which where the water basically is able to go down in and saturate the ground and dissipate. And a lot of the retention ponds completely failed. And that was one of the primary reasons we had so much flooding. Kissimmee, parts of Kissimmee are completely underwater still, and uh, they're pumping stuff out down there. And this is part of it, part of living in a uh, peninsula. We're one side away from being an island. But again, this is how we operate. We're inland enough that we're usually shielded quite a bit from the initial impact of these hurricanes. And uh, we were blessed. This thing kind of moved right around us and went right back out to the uh, Atlantic where it's going up north now. So, again, this is what happens if anybody has lived down in Florida for a while. You know these things hit you eventually. And, uh, again, prayers and support to everybody in Fort Myers right now because there's definitely some videos I saw they got absolutely hammered down there but other than that 
We are good here in Florida at Health Masters. We are back up and running and help you guys out as much as we can. If you guys need anything, feel free to give us a call or check out the website at healthmasters.com. All the orders have basically uh, been caught up with so far. We're going to be getting everything out today, and your packages will pretty much only have about a one-day delay, which will have been yesterday. So, again, thank you for the support. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the emails. I'm getting everything caught up today. And uh, other than that, how are you doing today, Dad? Uh, Austin, as always, I'm doing absolutely wonderful because this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will always be glad in it. Whether we have a hurricane or whatever else happens, you know, I'm going to have a good, the right attitude about my relationship with Christ. I'm just going to always have that, and and my relationship with God. And people just need to realize that. I mean, during the storm, it was it was crazy. I mean, we had this massive storm coming in, and I, finally, I prayed with Austin. I said, "Well, we don't need to go through the state. We don't need to destroy the state. Let it turn to the east." And it did, and it's kind of amazing that it did that, but it was after it already made landfall. I just wanted to cut straight across the peninsula, and it did. It bypassed us pretty much. It had a lot of wind, had some shingle damage, which was a mess, and uh, had a bit of water intrusion. And uh, But other than that, it was fine. We all got up the next morning and you know started doing cleanup, and so it just is what it is. And it, it was funny, too, because I was watching. We never lost power. Like, literally everybody around us lost power, and we never lost our power, which was great because it kept the sump pumps running. And what was interesting is I took some pictures of this. I probably need to send them to you guys. And it was like a little area around our town that was completely blocked from all of the major winds and the storms on the radar, on the Doppler. And I thought, how interesting is this? And this went on for hours and hours and hours. People were losing their power six, eight, ten hours before us, and we just never had power outage. So I'm telling you guys, prayer works. It always works. And you just got to stay prayed up. I had the opportunity and the privilege to pray for you guys. In fact, Austin and I prayed together for you guys because you guys are so amazing. But but we need to understand that we've got all of this stuff that's happening in the United States that's all over the world right now. And we need to realize that the vast majority of the people that are out there in America have literally been victimized by vaccine propaganda and all this propaganda with Ukraine. And I, I, we sent you videos and posted them, you know, on the Health Master side with Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, who was an actor and you basically a comedian who was dancing in leather tights and high heels, you know, years ago, several years ago. And we told you what Ukraine was. It was basically a neo-Nazi stronghold, and their government was awful. They've been shelling the Donbass region for almost eight years and broken every doggone, you know, accord they had made as far as not doing that. And that we were backing the wrong people by backing the Ukraine, and now we're seeing that. This whole thing with Ukraine has led us to this giant mess, and they combined it with the COVID to bring us to the brink now of having some type of big conflict with Russia to now the doggone pipeline being blown up by many people believe our own CIA or Mossad did it. So we're in a situation that's very precarious right now in the United States, and we need to understand that. That's why at this point in time, we can't really rely on our government to take care of us. We've got to pray, pray, pray all the time, and we also have to basically uh, be prepared. You know, Austin and I, we've had backup generators. We had backup propane. We had you know, backup solar panels, and, and, and luckily, by the grace of God, I mean, luckily it was because of the grace of God, we ended up not having to use any of those, those facilities that we kept our power on, but, we, but, they, but they were still available to us. So when you do that and you continue to do what you're supposed to do as far as in prayer and maintaining your relationship with God and with Jesus – He's always going to create an envelope of protection around you. I've seen that repeatedly in my own life, and I thank God Almighty for that. I really, really do. But you know, the, the problem we've got here, though, is that the vast majority of people in the United States, they, they completely have remained you know, victimized by the propaganda with Ukraine, which, by the way, caused the increase in oil prices. It caused the increase in so many shortages that we have. 
and victimized by the propaganda associated with the vaccines. And, and we have to understand that the vast majority of the people out there that have been victimized by this, they really believe what they've been told. I mean, they, they will not turn and look and see the truth. Remember what the Bible says? Jesus says, light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. And that's exactly what's going on. And so we, we need to also realize that we can't put all of the blame on all the medical professionals. They've been trained over the years to believe that vaccines are the panacea, the cure-all. They've been trained to vaccinate children even when they see their lights go out with autism but continue to do it over and over and over. I'm specifically talking about pediatricians now. And they've basically been brought into this military, industrial, hospital, pharmaceutical complex as obedient mind-controlled slaves. To be honest with you guys, is what they are. And they don't want to listen to you when you start talking about alt-medication. Now, every once in a while – You'll find one that's pretty smart, and they, they realize that we basically, basically they have to figure out some other way of doing things, and they've been lying about this. And, and when you start to realize that they are continuing to push and push and push and push the vaccines, you, know, you start to understand that they're not going to listen to you or me or anybody else from a standpoint of being realistic to figure out how to avoid the problems associated with the clot shot. But now we have those frontline doctors now, and you know, of course, I'm involved with a lot of them working repeatedly as far as trying to help people to figure out what's going on. But guys, we're in a situation right now in the United States that at this point, it's extremely precarious. I mean, I, I see all of that. I mean, see, I see the infrastructure go down. We lost our internet here at the office yesterday. We lost our power at the office. It's all been restored now. But you start to realize how delicate the balance is right now as far as people in the United States, as far as just basic needs. And that's really important that we understand that. That's why we've told you guys so many times, keep enough storable food for you and your family for at least six weeks. That's really, really, really important because if you don't do that and something happens like happened with us right now or happens in your area right now, you're going to have a situation where you're not going to be able to feed your family. Make sure you have that ability. Make sure you've got some backup gasoline. You have a backup generator. You have a backup system that can actually either maintain your refrigerators or freezers for an extended period of time or basically you know, have the ability to go somewhere else to some neighbor's house that you know who may still have power. But get all of that stuff prepared in advance. It's really, really, really important that we do this. By the way, the CDC has now dropped the universal masking recommendation for healthcare workers, which I find kind of interesting because you know these guys at these hospitals – that are trying to be forced to wear the, the masks you know, in front of the patients is ridiculous. I mean, it really, really is. I was at the hospital last year with Austin when he was basically getting his, in fact, at the beginning of the show, he was getting his arm cast removed after he broke his hand when he fell on some ice up in North Carolina. And what was interesting about this was I walked into one of their rooms where they were basically sitting all together with no patients around, and nobody was wearing a mask. They were all laughing and carrying on. And then as soon as they saw me, they all put their mask on real quick. They said, you got to put your mask on. I said, no, how about no? How about you're not wearing your mask? And how about I'm not going to put a mask on? And we, and, and we need to realize that all of this stuff right now is kind of like a, it's like a kabuki theater. It really, really is. And if, we, and if we don't take care of what we have here in the United States, continue to put it, take care of us, uh, you know, it's going to be a problem as far as what they're trying to do. Because remember, the international banking communities, the, the Rothschild banking cartels and all of the bloodline families, they're the ones who start these wars. Because without the money being pushed into the government, without the money being pushed into the selling of bonds with the American people or whatever for World War II, the war can't be funded. And so when they want us to go to war, they want to put us into more and more and more debt. And we talked about this in depth on the show on Tuesday. So just be very, very careful right now and stay frosty and watch what's going on in your surroundings. That's really, really, really important. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Oh, you're exactly right. The entire thing was total theater. 
I remember very well seeing that in the hospital. And it was like that from the very beginning with a lot of people. And, you know, there was a lot of fear at first. People were just terrified because they were lied to. But then once people kind of got the understanding of what was happening, I didn't cut anybody any slack anymore. You know, I have six, seven months into it when you still see people walking around outside going on their bicycle, you know, walks or runs or rides, and they're wearing their mask by themselves. I was like, okay, this is just pure stupidity and fear mongering. And that's exactly what it was designed to do is to keep people distracted, keep people essentially submissive. You constantly keep butchering everybody and beating everybody every time they go into a store, every time they go to a restaurant, every time they go anywhere and say, no, no, you can't do this. You have to wear a mask. And I remember one of the nicest restaurants over there in Lakeland I had gone to. It was about, uh, I think it was summer, fall of 2020. And uh, I made reservations when this restaurant on a rare occasion. It's a little expensive, but Lana and I would go for a special occasion. And we go in there, and we had made reservations, didn't think anything about masks. It's Polk County. And I remember I get up to the where the hostess is, and she goes, oh, you have to wear a mask to be – you know, you have to wear a mask. And I, I looked literally around the entire restaurant. Not a single person in the restaurant was wearing a mask. And I looked at her and I said, there's nobody in the restaurant wearing a mask. They you. You know, the hostess, you're having them wearing a mask. I don't know why. She goes, well, no, no, no. You don't understand. You don't have to wear a mask while you eat. She goes, you just have to wear a mask until you get to your table. And I said, what? I said, where's my table? And she points to it. It's, it, it's literally – I could hit it with a spitball. I mean it's like 15, 20 feet away from us. I said, so you're having this box of masks you're handing me right now. You want me to put a mask on to walk to that table that I could darn well almost jump to, and then I can take the mask off when I sit down. She dead face looks me in the eyes and says, yes. And I said, no. I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I said, you're, I'm looking at a restaurant with not a single person wearing a mask, and you're telling me I have to put on a muzzle to walk to the table. And I said, there's two things that are about to happen. I'm about to walk out of this restaurant, and I will never walk through these doors again. You will never get a penny from me. I said, or you can seat me, and I can sit down and eat. She goes, well, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not my decision. It's what, what they told us to do because of the CDC guidelines. And I said, is the CDC paying your bills? Is the CDC – covering your rent is the cdc covering your payroll and your inventory expenses and she kind of looked at me with this very bizarre look like she didn't know what to say and she goes it's fine just just come you don't have to wear a mask just sit down i said okay it's fine with me i'm hungry and so we sat down and there was nothing else about it i went again a couple months later and they never said anything to me about it again but that is the whole point that i got to was that the entire thing was theater it was all stage theater. It was like watching a play on a stage, and they were trying to convince the audience to believe something that never existed. It wasn't real. Not saying the virus wasn't real because obviously there's very many viruses floating around. A lot of people got sick, and some people died from being so sick. But it was total theater is what they were trying to push. That is why it is so important you realize – this is why you have to do your own research and question everything. The FDA, which we know for a fact is absolutely criminal of what they – I mean and this has been going on for years as far as the criminality aspect of the FDA. But now once the vaccines came out and they got this approval of the RNA and now they just got carte blanche approval for a shot that never even had clinical trials or even human safety studies, we pretty much realize now the FDA cannot be trusted on Anything they say, the FDA does not exist to protect you. 
That that is a news flash, and that is a very hard pill to swallow, but it is a very big news flash. The FDA is not here to protect you, the public. They are there to protect the America and global interests that are involved with Wall Street bankers and big pharma. That is it. The FDA is designed to make sure they are essentially a shield as a liability shield to protect the pharmaceutical industry and the banking cartel that owns the pharmaceutical industry. That is the only sole purpose of the FDA. They are not there to protect the American population anymore. I personally think they were when it was originally established. And I think there are a lot of good people in the FDA back then, and I think there are some decent people in the FDA now. A lot of them have no idea what's going on. They just kind of simply follow orders. But the top-tier management that are running the FDA, I don't think a single one of them are actually for the people, by the people. They are for big pharma and for big bankers. And so now they want to go in. You'll get a kick out of this. Remember I told you guys about the scale ratings of food that they had come out with now, I think two months ago, and they came in, you know, Lucky Charms and, you know, Cheerios got like a 78 and an 82 on the ranking. It's ranking one out of 100, 100 being the best quality, one being the lowest quality, watermelon being ranked at 100. I was like, okay, I mean, this, that's not bad, but there's nothing really high density about watermelon. But of course, Lucky Charms was rated 82. Well, it's funny, the better the food got, the lower you went down the scale. By the time you got down to the teens, you were getting butter and beef and eggs. That was at the bottom of the list, like 10 and 12, meaning you pretty much should never eat these foods. This is what the FDA endorsed. Well, now the FDA has come out, and they essentially, the FDA food police sector, want to dictate what foods are healthy on new guidelines criminalizing traditional fats like butter and coconut oil. So they want to come in and actually tell companies what they can and can't say on the front page of the packaging and say, well, you can't say healthy, you can't say natural on this butter aspect because, well, butter's not healthy because the ranking skill, guys. You saw the science. The science is in. Butter's ranked at number 12. Or as far as on a 1 to 100 rating, it's ranked at 12. You should never eat butter. Beef? No. You can't put beef as healthy on there. That's not a, not at all. Now, Lucky Charms, yeah, you can stamp a big old healthy FDA-approved stamp right on the front page of Lucky Charms now with their high fructose corn syrup, straight corn, food coloring, monodiglycerides, BHT. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Lucky Charms, top of the list. Stamp it FDA-approved healthy. This is, again, the next phase of creating an incredibly sick generation of society. They don't want you to go out and eat organic eggs that you buy from your local Amish farm. They don't want you to go buy grass-fed beef, your local butcher. They don't want you to go out and get you know, basically free-range chicken. They don't want you to do any of that. They want you to eat the processed spoos so you continue to stay in the revolving door of the medical industrial complex. Massive, massive industry. The FDA is at the top of the list of making sure these foods continue to stay at the market and people believe the lie. Just thought I would put that out there today. Also, too, in other news is, you know, every time I turn around, Governor Newsom's, Gavin Newsom out in California, I think he can't get any worse. I'm constantly baffled by how he continually gets worse almost every time I read an article about him. Well, Gavin Newsom has now signed into law making California a sanctuary for child transgender surgery, a first of its kind ever done in any state. Now, before I go any further in this article, I'm going to try not to get really mad. I'm going to let you guys know right off the front because this topic gets me very heated. 
and it's getting much worse as far as what's happening now. California is refusing, as far as the management in Newsom, they're refusing the massive criminal enterprise that's building because they're essentially people can do whatever they want and they go to jail and there's no bond. They just go right back out on the street. They're completely ignoring, completely ignoring the massive fentanyl that's coming in through California, through China and Mexico. I'll get to that in a second. I had a phone conversation with somebody that's out west that went into detail about what's going on with fentanyl right now. And he's real. None of this is getting addressed. This is like we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about the massive inflation. We're not going to talk about the fact that California is essentially a failed state. What we are really concerned of, there's so much stuff going on in the world. Gavin Newsom decided he needed to sign a bill Thursday making California a sanctuary state for children to obtain gender affirming surgery and drugs. And, you know, the most sadistic part about this bill, there is no Age restriction or requirement anywhere listed in this bill as far as a minimum age. It is a open wallet check for children to be able to come and do whatever they want and be as moronic as they want as young children sometimes do stupid things and go to a doctor and say, I'm eight years old. I'm Timmy. I want the state to help pay for me to whack off my appendage. And the doctor says, sure. And you know what's crazy about this bill? And you guys can read about it. It's Bill SB 107. The main sponsor was Senator Scott Weiner, the absolute, complete, and total pedophile pervert from San Francisco. He was the main one who pushed this through. Remember, he was the same one that sponsored the law to reduce penalties for adults to have sex with a willing minor as long as it was within 10 years of their age by removing the requirement that they register as a sex offender as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's this guy, Scott Weiner out of San Francisco. This steaming pile of feces, pervert pedophile. He's the same one that went in and now has pushed this bill that Gavin Nuisance has essentially gone in now and signed. And it will prohibit a provider of health care or health care service plan or contractor from releasing any medical information related to a person or entity allowing a child to receive gender-affirming health care. Now, the thing that I really get frustrated about this is, this is, again, the Cloward and Piven style, the gaslighting, the going in and stating a certain terminology. Like, we need, we need common sense gun laws. You know, we just need common sense gun laws. The vast majority of people that are uneducated on the topic go, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for common sense. Well, are you not for common sense, bud? You're not for common sense, John? You don't think we need to have common sense gun laws? Well, yeah, I guess we have common sense gun laws. And they turn around and you read the common sense gun laws. It's full registration of all firearms. If you sell a firearm without a full transfer into a dealer, uh, yeah, by the way, it's a felony to possess or transfer that weapon. That's their common sense gun law. It's not common sense whatsoever. It's full-blown tyranny and violation of the Second Amendment. Well, gender-affirming health care is the next key word, buzzword that these pedophiles are using. <laughs> gender-affirming health care means that a child can go in and have gender reassignment surgery or go on hormone replacement therapy at pretty much any age as you're affirming their health care at the gender that they're choosing on that day. It's a complete and total travesty. It's a complete and total shoot in the face, slap in the face of science. And it goes on further to hear that essentially the state 
cannot ban any type of transgender surgery or drugs for minor children under 18. It would also prohibit California police from enforcing arrest warrants for transgender treatments for minors that are illegal in other states. The bill would also prohibit the enforcement of an order based on another state laws authorizing a child to be removed from their parent or guardian based on that parent or guardian allowing their children to receive gender-affirming health care. They went on to say that this bill's all about parental choice. That's what Gavin Gavin Newsom said. Nothing in the bill even addresses parental choice whatsoever. In fact, it actually goes against it and requires a gender-affirming health care be performed without parental consent if the child wants to do it. It's a complete and total embarrassment to science, to law, and to all-out protection of these young children. This isn't something that's just come about accidentally. This has been promoted in the schools, promoted in the communist indoctrination camps, promoted in the media, promoted in the news, and they're constantly bringing it up now to try to normalize this type of behavior. This is sadistic at its highest level, and this is something that absolutely cannot be thought to be normal under any circumstances because that's what they're going to keep doing, guys. They're going to keep pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope until majority of people continue to go, well, it's just gender-affirming health care for minors. That, sound, that sounds so nice, doesn't it? Gender-affirming health care for minors. That's the buzzword. No, you're going in and you're taking an eight-year-old child and you're cutting off his penis and they're reversing it and they're putting him on hormone replacement therapy and giving him estrogen and prolactin so he starts making mammary glands and basically, (laughs) yeah, lactating and grows breasts. Oh, yeah, that's what you're doing to a child that hasn't even hit puberty yet. That's what they're calling gender-affirming health care. Let's we call it for what it really is. My friends, get the news out there. Get the truth out there that this is not okay. This is not normal. This is not science. This is not biblical, and this is not acceptable in any type of realm of a republic where you have people telling you this is okay because it is not, my friends. Get the truth out there every chance you get, no matter the flack or the blowback you get. You're going to get people telling you, we are a bigoted Christian because you don't support this. No. I support the word of God, and I support morals and ethical values in a civilized society. Telling young minors that it's okay for them to go have gender mutilation surgery and tell doctors that they're going to be protected under this bill and they can't be sued, this is horrific. What do you think, Ted? Uh, really, really good segment, Austin. And, and guys, listen to me for a second. got to keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. I know I've said that repeatedly already today. Uh, you got to realize that, you know, this battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities. Now, I want to say one other thing, too, also. This morning for the first hour listeners from 10 to 11, because we hadn't had our Internet restored yet, we had to play tape. Now, this is the second show we're releasing today. So there will be two shows for Friday of this week. Now, the show that we played earlier this morning, I've already gotten a bunch of emails from that one on how much people love that particular show, and it really, really affirms who Jesus is. So I recommend you also listen to today's show from part A and part B today if you have time over the weekend because that first show is going to really build you up in who Christ is and give you more and more as far as from an encouragement of faith. Just remember that. So both these shows are really important today that you listen to both of them. By the way, Putin, and I don't normally do this, but I'm going to go into a, into a discussion about what Putin is saying now. Putin basically is on videotape saying this, and that's and that's that's why I'm repeating this because a lot of times you hear things that he's saying, but you don't hear him say it, but he says this. He says the U.S. created a nuclear precedent by bombing Japan and vows to smash the satanic West. 
He rants that America is still occupying Germany. Anglo-Saxons blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and warns he'll use all forces to defend the annexed Ukraine regions, which he's taken over. Uh, that's pretty strong about all of this. Uh, fears of nuclear wars have grown since Putin said he was not bluffing, that Russia is prepared to use nuclear weapons to defend its territory. The, outlet, the, the claims in the speech included insisting the U.S. is occupying Germany and Korea, which they are, and he also ranted about sex change surgeries and the satanic moral norms of the United States. You know, I like this guy's rhetoric about the stuff that he talks about. He kind of sounds like he's listening to the Ted Nofsa Brower show, which he may be doing. I don't know. But the reality is, is that he's talking the same stuff that we're talking now. The, the difference is apparently he's talking against the Rothschild banking cartel, but yet he still has a central bank controlled by the same guys. So I don't know if he's talking out of both sides of his mouth or he's being very, very sincere right now or he's being told what to say and he's another puppet on a string. But I like what he's saying. He basically uh, – Vladimir Putin said the United States is creating a nuclear – created a nuclear war precedent by bombing Japan at the end of World War II. In an unhinged speech, they're saying in the Daily Mail, calling the West Satanist and using Anglo-Saxons of blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, the Russian – president talked about sex change operations, claimed America is occupying Germany and Korea. His saber rattling is another terrifying hint that he's prepared to use whatever means necessary to defend the Ukraine. And again, he blamed the West for the invasion of Ukraine because they believe Russia is a colony and a band of slaves and want to break it up into smaller states who will be fighting against each other. Now, I'm going to stop for a second here. This is exactly what they've told us about the, what they're doing to the United States, remember? They're going to be breaking up into 10 or 12 FEMA districts. We saw that happen about 10, 15 years ago, and it was all be merged together with Central America and South America to create that currency called the Amero. You guys remember that? But the United States could population because we're so diverse and the country is so big that they would have a hard time doing central control. So now he's saying that the, the, the United States wants to break up Russia into smaller areas so they're easier to, easier to control, that Russia is a colony and a band of slaves. Wow, guys, both sides are using the same rhetoric. Isn't that weird? And President Joe Biden released a statement Friday claiming that the annexations have no legitimacy and will not be recognized by the U.S. He also announced a new set of sanctions in response to the move. The United States will always honor Ukraine's internationality, recognized borders, he said in the statement. So, again – we're having a lot of saber rattling right now, and quite frankly, guys, uh, I really, 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 really don't like it because it's not something that's okay because it can lead to a lot of other problems that we could have, and we're not even going to realize you know, until we're in the middle of a war with Russia. But again, I don't believe anybody's – I don't believe we're going to have thermal global nuclear war. I've told you that many, many times, but we could have a false flag nuclear attack, and they can say anything they want on the media and make us all believe it. By the way, Joe Biden now, the senile one, he's trashing Italy's baloney in a massive self-awareness fail. Uh, this is an article from Red State. It says, as a massive hurricane slammed into Florida on Wednesday evening, the president of the United States attended a fundraiser for the Democratic Governors Association. And the followed, that followed a banner day where Joe Biden asked where a deceased congressman was at the event, didn't realize that she was dead. And he got confused trying to exit the stage later on at the White House. The optics of Joe Biden's hobnobbing with his party's elite while people's homes were being devastated, descended onto the Sunshine State, wasn't lost on many observers. So what did the president talk about? If you guess that he ran it about the threats to democracy, which is basically the one note Republicans or I'm sorry, Democrats continue to desperately play over and over again, this is exactly what he did. And apparently he attacked Maloney's rise in Italy, insinuating that what happened in Italy illustrated the destruction of democracy around the globe. Democracy, you know, first of all, 
I don't know what form of government Italy has. I, mean, I haven't studied that. I don't know if they're a democracy or a republic. I don't know. So I'm not going to make that statement. I'm so over them saying that the United States is a democracy. It's, it's a republic. I mean, get it straight, Biden. We have specific rights that are granted to us by God Almighty and by the Constitution of the United States, and we have those rights that are above the people who are running the country. That's why it was set up that way in the Constitution. In a democracy, if you have 51 percent of the people decide they're going to hang somebody in a jury trial, that person in the jury trial doesn't have the right to try to even appeal what's going on. They just take them out back and they hang them. It's mob rule. It's just what it is. The problem is they keep hanging each other until finally nobody's left to lead. And it happens over and over again in these communist countries when they were taken over by Stalin and by Lenin. They start killing everybody, including the existing leadership, after they take over, and then the leadership that helped them get there, they kill them too. It's a very ruthless type of government in which the mob rules. In other words, whatever the 51% says, they hang you. So in other words, they come to take you out of the jail and hang you. You know, It's 1850, and you're in a territory that's not yet the United States of America. They can break into the jail. They can knock the sheriff out, put the sheriff back in the jail, whatever, or the marshal, and they can take you out back and hang you. It's mob rule, and you see a lot of Westerns that show that all the time. That's what he's talking about when he's talking about a democracy. So if they can come in and they can hack into the election cycle and they can start getting people to vote stuff that they didn't really vote for because the elections were hacked, they can pretty much do whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do. And we saw that with the 2020 election. We saw it. By the way, to go back into the thing with the COVID. Now it's finally coming out that medical examiners were told to lie on death certificates, which we knew that. We reported that years ago. In Massachusetts, the State Department of Public Health told the medical examiners that if a person died with COVID, to list COVID as the cause of death. This is a violation of federal law. In Massachusetts, the State Department of Public Health told medical examiners that a person died, they're listed as that. I know this is, this is because one of my state medical examiner friends in Massachusetts was told to do this. My friend won't speak out about this publicly for he or she needs his job. This is a violation of federal law, and it could be happening in other states as well. And, of course, we know it has, so we talked about that repeatedly here in Florida. Possible motivation for the state to instruct medical examiners to commit fraud. Why would a state do this? To get federal funds for the states, number one, because they get more money per COVID death, and encourage people to get the shots. You know, it's crazy when you start looking at this. You start to realize – that the FDA is deliberately withholding vaccine death reports and autopsy reports from public view. In other news, the Epic Times story that just came out said, well, exclusive FDA withholding autopsy results on people who died of COVID. So it goes on to say that the FDA declined to release any reports, even redacted copies. Why would the FDA withhold from the public proof that the vaccines were safe and effective? Well, it's not. Because, you know, it's not safe and effective. But remember, for all the sheeple out there, you know, you, you, you can realize that you, you can't trust the, you know, the, the, the alt news. You have to trust the FDA. And, and, and basically you have to be able to trust the general media of ABC and CBS and NBC because they're controlled by Operation Mockingbird and through the CIA. That's the problem that we run into. You, you know, will anybody go to jail with all this stuff? Probably not. I mean, probably not, because quite frankly, you know, you're going to find out very, very quickly that the people that are running the country are also the people that are running the media. And, it, and it's just and it's crazy. And by the way, the health <laughs> health officials are now admitting that Bill Gates runs the world. Well, let me let me kind of correct that real quick. This is a report that was published in Politico. The U.S. and European officials and global health specialists are now admitting that Bill Gates is running the world. Bill Gates ain't run a diddly squad. He's a front man. That's why they made him billionaire. That's why they gave him the technology from probably Roswell for the Apple computer, not the Apple 
personal computer for the Microsoft computer, and that's why they gave him unlimited funds to expand. Remember, his father and mother were both actively involved in Planned Parenthood out there in Seattle and actively involved with the Federal Reserve Banks out in Seattle. I mean, this guy is, is as globalist as it gets, who's controlled, again, by the international banking cartels. Well, on September the 14th, Politico published a special report that based on four dozen interviews with U.S. and European officials who admit Bill Gates is running the global COVID response. Four health organizations, the Bill Gates and Linda Foundation, the Gavi, the uh, Coalition for Epidemic Prepared Innovations, and the Wellcome Trust rapidly took a lead on the global pandemic response. There was no global pandemic, by the way. It was a bioweapon that was released that was easily treatable with the proper supplements and lifestyle choices to keeping your hands washed and avoiding people that were infected or had been vaccinated for shedding. But all, all four of these claim to be independent organizations. They are actually funded and were funded by Bill Gates, who's a Rothschild cutout. So they're all being funded again by the same bloodline families, the same group that took down Building 7. During the earliest days of the outbreak, the Gates Foundation, Gabby and CP, and the Wellcome Trust began a coordinated effort to identify vaccine makers, fund tests, drug treatments, mRNA shots, and develop a global distribution plan in collaboration with the World Health Organization, again a Rothschild organization. In the end, they failed to meet their own goals on all fronts. Gates is unqualified to make health recommendations, and he's never been elected to represent anybody in public. Gates has used his wealth, which has been given to him, his influence, and his sheer shrewdness to get him into a position where he can dictate global health policy for his own financial benefits. The idea that Bill Gates exerts undue influence over global health has consistently been denied and dismissed as loony conspiracy theory. But as with so many other things, the conspiracy theory is now turning out to be a conspiracy fact. On September the 14th, Politico established an extensive special report on four dozen interviews with U.S. and European officials and global health specialists headlined how Bill Gates and his partners took over the global COVID response. As noted by Igor Chakouf on Substack, within hours of the headline was edited to read how four private groups used their clout to control the global COVID response with little oversight and illustrated of Chutov's screen appears below and he shows a picture of this on the screen, how they changed it. And curiously, five hours after that, Politico changed the headline back so the time of his writing, it reads how Bill Gates and partners use their cloud to control the COVID global response. And see, we need to understand that all of these organizations are all funded again through the international banking cartels through State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard. And if we get that and we start to see it, then we start to realize very, very quickly who's running the world and who's basically involved in making these decisions. And again, it's the Sabatain, Luciferian, Kabbalists who are continuing to work through the bloodline family, State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock to control every aspect of your life. It's really, really important to understand that. And by the way, Daily Mail now is saying who did blow up the Nord Stream gas pipelines, and we reported the story several days ago, Russia or America. This, this theory is now pointing the finger of the blame at President Biden amid the riddle of blast in the Atlantic. And I can guarantee you that Biden didn't give the order for this. Somebody above Biden gave the order for this, but they're using Biden as a front guy, and they're going to continue to push this narrative over and over that Russia sabotaged their own pipeline. Before. There was absolutely no reason that they would be willing to do that. Also in Daily Mail, this is bring a little levity to all this. Uh, this is a horrible situation uh, down here in Florida. But some man basically had a million-dollar McLaren hypercar, and it was washed from his Florida garage by floodwater from Hurricane Ian. Uh, this man, Ernie, he shared photos. He wasn't, he wasn't injured. It was a newly purchased McLaren P1 being carried away by floodwaters. It happened as Hurricane Ian battered Florida on Wednesday with 150-mile-an-hour winds, which they had some serious winds in the storm, by the way, guys, and 18-foot storm surges. And Aaron, Ernie shared the photos of his McLaren P1 and his Rolls-Royce submerged in water in his Florida home garage. 
More images show the bright yellow vehicle floating down the street, which now resembles a raging river. The car enthusiast has a fleet of expensive cars and shares photos of them on social media regularly. Now, I'm going to say something to you guys right now. This is very important. It happens every time there's a major flooding episode anywhere in the United States. You're going to have a whole bunch of cars, used cars now, hitting the market. I mean, they're going to be hitting the market everywhere. And a lot of these cars are going to be salvage title. And it's going to be, they're going to give you incredibly good prices for them. But the problem is when you get a car with a salvage title, you're not going to get an incredibly good price when you go to sell it. In addition to that, I've had cars before that have been damaged like that that you end up owning, and they start having electrical issues with them, and you can't get them fixed. You're literally starting to change every wiring harness and every wire and every circuit inside the car, and it's no good. You know, I remember years ago I was off-roading with a Mercedes G-Wagon, no less, and I remember I got out into the water with it, and it ended up basically the whole left side kind of got – halfway down the side of the window as far as the the water you see fish swimming around outside but that car itself was made for troop transportation in germany and in europe for nato and all of the wiring harnesses were insulated against water and so i just drove right out of the lake it was an interesting experience gosh it's been 15 years ago probably now and what was funny about it is the whole car was like covered with seaweed and we'd see something floating out in the lake, and I thought, I'll just test this thing out. It's supposed to be you know, a snorkel. You put, put a snorkel on it. And sure enough, it never had an issue with that because it was specifically designed to deal with that. But, guys, you got to be really, really careful when you start buying used cars that have salvaged titles. Be really careful and be aware of that because they're going to be hitting the market all over now because you're literally going to have hundreds of thousands of vehicles that have had stormwater damage. And I can kind of give you the advice here if you listen to me. It's best to avoid those types of vehicles. What do you think, Austin, and what's your next story? Absolutely. And also, too, as a heads up on that as well, be very cautious on where you're buying vehicles out of, especially down here in Florida. This has been a very common occurrence that happens down in Miami because what will happen is sometimes these vehicles will have flood damage and they'll turn around and they'll get them cleaned up and they're fighting with insurance. And instead of making a claim, they'll sell the vehicle with flood damage, but it will have a clean title still. That also happens sometimes as well. So you don't even know that's why it's always important. If you're buying a uh, relatively you know, nice car and it's used, always get a private party inspection done on the car if you don't know what you're doing. That's, you can get that from just about anywhere. You can call up online. It's usually like 100 bucks. So, I mean, if, if you're going and buying you know, a thirty, forty, dollars dollars 60000 car, $100 bucks to make sure you're not buying something that's a lemon or doesn't have a bunch of damage because these guys are professionals in most cases. This is what they do for a living. They go around all day long doing full inspections on vehicles. They know a lot of stuff to look for, paint damage, water damage, flood, et cetera, et cetera. But you may not know what to look for if you're not very versed on that model or know much about these vehicles. So just a heads up on that. Be very aware of it. Also, too, earlier I was saying what is going on with the fentanyl rise, with the rainbow fentanyl that you're hearing about in the news. And what's happening is now over in L.A. school district, they have already had nine fentanyl deaths in middle school and high schools, including one fatal overdose of a 15-year-old just in the early weeks of the new academic year. Most schools now are having to carry Narcan on site at all schools now. This is becoming a very, very serious problem. I talked to a friend yesterday. It basically lives out west. A guy I've known for years on and off. I talk to him occasionally, and he basically he, – he honest with me. He told me that he basically had a uh, opioid problem years ago as far as with prescription opioids he was abusing. He's, he's cleaned up now. Everything's good now. But he said that he basically um, had 
opioids he had gotten, that they were prescription pills, and they were not legitimate. They weren't actually pharmaceutical. They had fentanyl in them. And uh, he basically had a really, really bad response to him and basically had a bunch of health issues and ended up getting cleaned up and cleared out now. And he's good and healthy again. And I asked him, I said, I don't really know much about fentanyl. I never absolutely would never touch it or use it even if I was in the hospital. And uh, he said the thing about fentanyl is he said the uptake rate is so much faster because of the way that it's pharmaceutically processed and the way it's manufactured because it essentially can – absorbed through the skin. That's why you hear about officers ODing on it. And I said, well, what? I said, I know it's like 50 times stronger than uh, than like normal drugs. It's like 100 times stronger than morphine. He said, the issue is, is most kids that take it, what they're doing now out west, the drug cartels are doing this. They're producing these pills and they look like almost like Skittles or Sweet Tarts. There's photos of them online. You can look at them. And what they're doing is they're stamping these things out and they're putting a small, small, small amount of fentanyl, tiny amount. Most cases, if you took one as an adult, you know, you may feel it, but it's nowhere going to near be able to overdose you. What's happening is now these things are making in the school system and these kids are finding out that they really like, enjoy using opioids. Opioids, but they don't even know what they're really taking. They're simply calling them like Skittles or rainbows, and they're taking them. They're taking two, three, four, five of them. Problem with it is fentanyl doesn't take very much to get you very, very, very sick very fast and kill you, and it has a very fast uptake rate, meaning it makes you basically that euphoric opiate high. It hits you much faster than, say, taking a normal prescription Oxycontin that produces. Sackler. What Purdue and Sackler did intentionally up in Philadelphia, where that was becoming the major problem, was it expanded everywhere. They got the drugs out on the market. They made it so easy and told everybody that OxyContin was not addictive. It was not a problem, that everybody could take it, and it was complete and total lie. It was one of the most addictive opiates ever produced in pill form because it was extended release. Then what was going on is they were producing off-brand generic OxyContins at an end in other countries and pharmaceutical labs that pharmaceutical looked like it, scaled out like it, milligram like it, but they were not actually being produced by Purdue or Sacra family. They were being used on the black market, and then that's what they were bringing in but with the heroin through Afghanistan. That market exploded. Now that the heroin and Oxycontin market is no longer needed because now fentanyl is coming in. The primary manufacturer of raw ingredients to manufacture fentanyl is China. China and basically along with the banking cartel are using fentanyl as the next thing to addict the American populace even worse than heroin and Oxycontin. And it's becoming so prevalent, so easy. And now I guess their market is saturated with adults. They are now going after children. I'm saying all that to say this. This is not a joke. There are numerous RNs who have emailed me when I brought this up a couple weeks ago, and they have said this is a very, very serious problem right now, that there's no joke about it. Make sure sure you know who your kids are hanging out with, what they're around, and by all means, be very, very cautious as far as with candy during Halloween. And Snopes, I saw this article. No, dude, right now, of course, they put out this article, fentanyl candy scare erupts just in time for Halloween. This is total, complete theater. Snopes is completely controlled by the CIA. Everybody needs to know that. This is not any type of 
joke going on. This is a very, very serious problem that's happening with fentanyl coming across the border and being brought in with China and Mexico. They're going after the children next. Think about it. Now you're making rainbow Skittles, sweet tart colored flavored fentanyl tablets. Guys, they're not putting those out there to the adult 50-year-old market. They're being used directly to get into the school systems to get these children hooked on opiates as teenagers. So they'll be lifelong dependent customers if they don't die from these things. Be so cautious with your children right now, my friends. I cannot say that any clear, especially when it comes – I don't. you guys already know I don't participate in Halloween whatsoever. There's an absolute satanic occultist ritual holiday. It's not something I'm going to partake in. It's not something I'm going to be associated with. It's not something I'm going to engage in, and I'm not going to tell my children it's something that they need to be involved in. Remember what I told you guys before. If you believe something, if you know something is to be true, but yet you go along with the opposite because, well, that's the easiest thing to do is go along to get along, and you go along with a lie, you're conflicting yourself inside. You know something is wrong, and dad told you guys, we'll play it in a month. We'll, we play the Halloween special every single year with somebody that used to be involved with the occult and satanic and stuff, and it, it, was, it was bad. It's a rough show, I'll be honest with you. But understand where the satanic holiday came from and it stemmed from, from the druidic worship all the way back very, very long time ago. Be aware of that and be very cautious of what your children are getting and eating and being exposed to, especially when it comes to candy now. As sad as that is, I did not think I'd have to say that in 2022, that we have to be careful now of our children getting exposed to the most synthetic damn opioid ever created in mankind because now the Mexican drug cartel along with China is doing everything they can to enslave the population as fast as they can with the banker boys at the top backing everything. Sad day, Dad. What do you think? Well, you know, often on Tuesday I talked about the fentanyl coming in, you know, it's bright colored candy. I talked about that, you know, for a few minutes on the show on Tuesday. And now more and more outlets are starting to talk about it, and that's why we brought it back up again today. But, you know, number one, you know, don't be giving your kids candy anyhow unless it's something that's organic. I mean, yesterday, I mean, we had some uh, – Savannah and I ate an organic peanut butter cup. I think it was organic, but, but it's supposed to be. It should have been. It wasn't. And, uh, you know, it's just it's one of those things. I mean, I don't eat those very often because the majority of those things are just garbage. But if you eat something like that and, it, and it's organic, uh, do the best you can to just limit the amount you're going to give your kids. And remember also, these people who run the planet – they don't see human life as being worth anything. They see you as animals. If, if you get that and you can realize that in your mind and understand it, then you start to understand very, very quickly why they do what they do. To them, if they can kill young children with fentanyl immediately, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13 years old or whatever, 14, 15 years old, teenagers, uh, they've eliminated that person as an individual that's going to be reproducing on the planet. Always remember that. It's about eugenics. And genocide here with these people. They want their own bloodline families to reproduce, and they want to cull the rest of the population back down to giant culling. I remember years ago, I was I think it was Dr. LeBeau was on with Jesse Ventura in Conspiracy Theory. We had a, a show that was on for two or three years. It actually told a lot of truth about a lot of stuff. And uh, she came in from Panama in a private plane, landed at an airport, and refused to actually talk to him anywhere else but at the airport. And as soon as the interview was over, she got back on her private plane and left. Because she said the culling was going to begin in the United States and in the world. And boy, I tell you, she was right. That, was, that probably was done a decade ago as far as that, uh, that, that show that was done. I remember my buddy Kevin Jordan told me about it. He said, have you been watching this show? And I, and I turned it on. I went, oh, my gosh, it's telling the truth. And it covered a lot of stuff. 
It really did. It talked about all kinds of weapons. It talked about space-based weapon platforms. It was a good series. It really was. But again, it was taken off. But it was kind of like a whodunit kind of a show that was basically uh, telling people what they're what was really going on behind the scenes. And then Brad Metzler Dakota did a, a good one like that too. And if you guys have never watched the video on that, watch the one that he did on the spear of destiny. I've, I've posted it so many times. And I've got a lot of new listeners. It's Brad Metzler decoded the spear of destiny. At the end of the show, he meets with a guy in a church and the guy in the church tells him that the people that are running the world have the spear of destiny, which was a spear that was plunged into Jesus side. They want to rebuild the third temple and bring their antichrist out. And that's the goal of all of these guys. I could not believe that history channel put that out, but they did. They told everybody the truth. So watch that video. If you don't watch the whole hour, watch at least the last 10 minutes of it and realize again, all the stuff that we've been telling you guys is simply the truth. We're not trying to hide anything on this show. We just tell you what's going on and let you decide on what you want to believe and not believe and what you want to do with your own research. By the way, it's an interesting article here just came out and said, you will rent nothing and you will be happy. <laughs> kind of like you will own nothing and be happy. Rent-a-center crashes after pulling guidance due to collapsing economic conditions. Wow. How bad is it out there? Americans can't even afford to rent a home, or as Biden would put it, the strongest economic recovery in recent history. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm about to read that again. So bad that Americans came in to afford to rent a home, or as Biden would put it, the strongest economic recovery in recent history. Biden's first quote was complete and total lies and obfuscation. My first two years in office spurred the strongest economic recovery. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got to laugh. The strongest economic recovery in recent history. Today, I'm releasing my economic blueprint and look at how our wins are rebuilding an economy that works for working families. In addition to the previously discussed implosion at Nike, whose stock is getting crushed by the bullwhip effect, sending inventory soaring as the U.S. consumer should a recession brick wall, middle America staple is being hammered even harder. And yes, rent a center is down as much as 20% today as far as its New York Stock Exchange price. One of the biggest one-day drops in record history, uh, recent history, which has pushed the stock back to April 2020 levels. What happened? Well, the floor fell out after the rent-to-own store chain operators EPA's forecast for the third quarter fell far short of the analyst estimates, lowered Q3 guidance along citing because of citing micro, micro, macroeconomic headwinds, which impacted retail traffic and consumer payment behavior, and most ominously, the country didn't reaffirm its 2022 guidance, prompting brokers to cut their targets on the stock. Guys, listen to me. This economy is really, really, really getting weird. You know, I recommend you stay as liquid as you can right now and get out of debt if you can. If you made a bunch of money in the stock market, I'm not giving you any investment advice, but you know, why don't you kind of consider talking to your investment planner, and maybe it's time to pretty much park your cash somewhere else if you don't have to worry about capital gains, et cetera, et cetera. Be very careful right now because this international banking cartels – they're really, really starting to mess with people a lot right now, so you got to be really, really careful. Guys, always remember, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. He's the author, and he's the finisher, and he is the perfecter of our faith. And listen to the first show that we broadcast this morning. You're going to love it. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great weekend. Yes, absolutely. You know, this d- double shows on Friday. We had to <laughs> catch you up, give you a rerun, and give you a fresh one. Keep you updated on everything. Thing. And uh, yes, continue to keep the truth going, friends. You know, I saw earlier, you know, Dad was talking. It never ends. We have a hurricane that just went through, which has been hurricanes for the existence of time, pretty much. And Florida has always been known for hurricanes for over 100 years of recorded history here. And of course, though, that doesn't, that doesn't let, that doesn't wait for Charlie Crist 
to come in now on his MSNBC report today. He wants to address climate change to reduce the size of storms like Hurricane Ian. He goes on to say, these storms are getting bigger. They're getting stronger, and they're affecting more people's lives as a result. It's remarkable what we're witnessing, but we will get through this. We have an opportunity to make sure we can do things going forward to try to reduce the size of these massive storms that Florida has suffered from so brutally. First off, there are over hundreds of weather modification patents that are formally in existence that are used. Weather warfare and weather changing, weather modification, weather manipulation is not new. They already know how to do it. The problem is they don't do it for the proper reasons. They do it for the direction they want it to go as far as the people that are behind the scenes hanging on to everything. This guy is has nothing else to do but grasp his straws. But again, here we go now. Oh, we need to address the hurricane sizes. If everybody buys a Tesla and buys an electric car, we can charge it up. We will no longer have hurricanes. But what happens to everybody that's out of power in Lee County right now? Hmm? The 95% of people that are out of power, how are they supposed to charge their cars now, ding dong? How's that supposed to work if they don't have generators to plug in the tens of millions of electric cars they want to put on the road? Well, obviously, the answer is very simple. You don't. They don't function. That's designed like that for a reason. Don't listen to anything these morons tell you when they make claims that they're going to go in and reduce the size of storms or reduce gun violence by you giving up your guns or they're going to tell you to drive a car so you won't have hurricanes. Complete total theater. All of it. Thank you again, my friends, for the support emails. I've gotten a lot of them so far. I'll try to keep responding back to everybody, but thank you and Blanket. We're doing great down here. We're fully operational. If you need anything, give us a call at Health Masters. We're pushing everything, as always, getting your orders out to you. And I'm going to keep the sale up. So I know a lot of times people weren't sure what was going on down here. The D3 10,000K2, I'm going to leave that on sale throughout the weekend for 25% off. So be sure to check that out. And the product of the week, the HGH Stimulate, be sure to check that out along with the other Purple Stick case lots, food bucket sales, lots of different stuff going on. Healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.